This is Live Well Talk on Injury Prevention. I'm Dr. Dustin Arnold, Chief Medical Officer at UnitPoint Health St. Luke's Hospital. Today is National Injury Prevention Day. Uh, this is an awareness day sponsored by the Injury Free Coalition for Kids to raise awareness about pediatric injuries specifically. According to the coalition, injuries are a leading cause of death and disability for children under the age of 18. Joining me today to discuss the importance of injury prevention, what you can do to limit risk, and more is Brandy Hennessy, Trauma Coordinator for St. Luke's Emergency Department. Brandy, welcome. Thank you. I mean, it's kind of answers itself. It's important to protect our children, but kind of take us through what is injury prevention? What does it all entail? I think we un- it's easy to understand the concept, but what are the specifics of injury prevention? So when we talk about our health and disease management, we often think about medical issues like high blood pressure or diabetes and things that we can kind of control to mitigate some of those diseases, like diet and exercise. Um, well, injury prevention is kind of the factor that we can control. So when you talk about kids and their health, it's the leading leading cause of disease and disability or hospitalizations and death with children, like you said, from ages 1 to 18. So doing what we can to prevent that is pretty vital. Um, Even the simple things like around the house, how can parents keep their kids safe, sports injuries, how can we prevent those? And then just making sure that everyone takes responsibility for that. It's not just the parents, not just the coaches, but everyone in the community. How can we as a community keep our most vulnerable population safe? Well, you know, and there's individuals my generation. Um, we rode in the front seat without a seatbelt. We rode in the back of pickups. The only helmet I ever put on was a football helmet. You know, I mean, yep. I rode my bike without that. Um, and it's easy for them, that generation, mine, to say, I'm alive, you know. So kind of take us through just some of some of the prevention tactics for just, you know, bike injuries, for example. Um, bike injuries, you nailed on the big one, is the helmet. Um, and a lot of people don't think once you get into an accident with a bike helmet, it needs to be replaced. That has taken a beating. It's protected your head. Uh, knee pads, wrist pads, anything that you can put on those kids. I'm not saying wrap your kids in bubble wrap because you are right, you're alive. I never wore a helmet. I'm alive too. But kids tend to take risks a lot more than our generation did. I don't think that they understand or comprehend with social media. Um, I've seen a lot of TikTok challenges out there where they do things that are very, very risky and they don't understand the consequences of that. So just making sure that we're watching our children and teaching them, you fall down and you hit your head, that can be pretty catastrophic. Yeah, we we did not have TikTok challenges, but we certainly had... uh double dog dare and triple dog dare that uh, resulted in uh, different injuries. Um, So if you had to pick two, what are the most common that we see in the emergency department? Falls has got to be one of the top ones. Um, Kids are clumsy. And like I said, they're daring. I know I've got a toddler at home. He'll climb up the back of the couch and then jump off of it like he's belly flopping into a pool, not realizing that he's landing on hardwood floor. Um, Falls from monkey bars. Scooters have been a huge problem here in Cedar Rapids. A lot of injuries on those scooters. They're, they go pretty fast and they're pretty dangerous. Or even parents carrying children, falling over a dog or tripping down the steps. Oh, um, so it's not just protecting our kids, but making sure that we're safe too when we're carrying those children. The next big one I would probably have to say would be burns. And it's not just kids getting burnt, touching a touching an iron or touching a curling iron. It's the spilled hot liquids that we see a lot of. A kid reaching up and grabbing a pot of boiling water, pulling it off the stove. 
um, mom drinking coffee and feeding her newborn and spilled coffee in the kid's lap. Just really evaluating your environment and making sure that anything that can be within reach is safe for those kids or that it's at a cooler temperature. Yeah. Wow. That's, I, I hadn't even thought of that. And that just kind of makes me nauseous even thinking about it, you know, having you know, both my kids are taller than me, but at one point they weren't, of course. So, well, if an injury occurs, uh, when should the patient take the, the parent take them to urgent care of the emergency room? Obviously, if there's a bone sticking out through the skin, they're going to take them in. But what are some of the subtle ones that you've seen that that person should have brought been brought in sooner? Um, with the burns, anything that's over a joint. Um, really any burn with a kid, if it's blistered, they really should be seen in an emergency department. A lot of times they'll go to an urgent care and be referred to the ER anyway. I know we're not a burn center, but we do have a good communication with the University of Iowa yeah. as a burn center. And they do a lot of teaching with us to prepare those, pa- prepare those parents to either take them home or be seen in the clinic the next day. If there's any sort of head injury, those patients really need to be seen in an ER. Um, we do a lot of concussion teaching here and things to watch for, how to mitigate further injury, because it's not just the impact of that concussion, but any sort of impact after flashing light, any sort of irritation to the brain really is can be pretty catastrophic and do what we call a re-injury. Um, if there's any uncontrolled bleeding, so not just a bone sticking out, but if you have a pretty deep laceration, those can't be treated in an urgent care. And then again, just what time is it? If the urgent care is closed, we're always here to help you 24-7, 365 days a year. We're happy to see you and treat you. Do you see a lot of poisonings, like children accidentally ingesting things? I mean, that, to me, that's an injury. We do, and it is. It's very much an injury, and it's very preventable. Um, I know my husband gets frustrated because I lock everything up, but right. we see a lot of chemical ingestions, um, pill ingestions. Mom has her mom or grandma has their pills at the bedside, and kids can be pretty crafty. They can get things open that even though they say child-proof, they're not really child-proof. Um, just keeping them out of reach of kids is probably going to be your best bet. I know, you know, people think, what is the fastest land mammal? And they say it's a cheetah, but it's actually a toddler that has something in their mouth. And you go, come here, what's in your mouth? You know, they tend to have speeds that you just can't catch. Uh, so that that is that is worrisome. We'll continue discussing injury prevention in just one minute. But first, I want to tell listeners about our new segment, The Mailbag. Do you have questions about COVID-19, other medical technologies, procedures, services performed at UniPoint Health Cedar Rapids, or even other medical topics unrelated to COVID-19? Uh, you can submit your questions to me at unipoint.org backslash mailbag, and they will be answered on a future podcast. Please note the mailbag is not an alternative to a medical appointment. Any questions about personal symptoms or conditions should be referred back to your primary care clinician. And I, uh, of course, uh, in an emergency, uh, dial 911 or go to the nearest emergency room uh, to seek care. Once again, you can submit your questions to me at unipoint.org backslash mailbag. That's unipoint.org backslash mailbag, common spelling, M-A-I-L-B-A-G. I I look forward to hearing from you, our awesome listeners. I mean, this is, you you mentioned earlier, this is a community effort, uh, or you alluded to that. What are some of your partner organizations in the community that listeners could be aware of? St. Luke's actually does a lot of hospital training right here. I know the birth care center does a lot of great work with the back to sleep, the safe sleep campaign, um, the period of purple crying where they teach don't take the baby. Those are all things that you have to do before you go home, which is nice. 
Um, I mentioned we do concussion training, but we can't do everything on our own. I mean, we can't be everywhere all the time. So we're very thankful for the agencies that team up with us to keep our community safe. Um, one of these agencies that's pediatric specific is called the Safe Kids Coalition out of Lynn County. This has a lot of members from Cedar Rapids Police Department, the Fire Department, um, UCIC, ASAC, Mercy Hospital, Iowa Elite Nannies, and then there's a lot of individuals on that. They do a lot of classes for safety. They provide a lot of tools for gas can safety. They give out free bike helmets. And then they have people who are actually specialized in car seat safety that are car seat technicians that make sure that we install those car seats safely. Um, we also work pretty closely with Riverview and Waypoint. Um, Waypoint works with the victims of domestic violence or those affected by homicide or violent crime or those that are homeless or poverty stricken. So they provide a lot of resources and support to victims and survivors of those crimes. And then they even provide families with emergency housing. A lot of times we don't think about violent crimes as a trauma um, as the survivors, but that's pretty traumatic for them I to experience as well. So Waypoint really does a great job. And then Riverview, uh, works specifically with victims of sexual violence. Um, I'm one of the SANE nurses here in the hospital, so we do SANE exams here. You want to stop there, uh, Brandy, and explain mm -hmm. what a SANE exam is? I think it's a, an important topic, and I want listeners to understand that. Yep. So a SANE exam consists of a patient who has been sexually assaulted or believes that they have been sexually assaulted comes in. We do an interview, collect any forensic evidence that we possibly can if you're within the 120 hours. And then we turn that over to the correct law enforcement agency. That's not saying that you have to file. That's saying that at any time in the next 10 years, you can decide to file charges. Um, it just collects that evidence in case you decide to go on with those proceedings. But anytime we have the type of patient that comes in, we call Riverview and they provide legal counsel. They provide advocacy um, and they're completely objective advocates. They cannot be subpoenaed. Anything that you say to them cannot be subpoenaed into court. They're literally just your assistance to get through the legal proceedings and get through that emotional support. I mean, because it is so traumatic and navigating that on your own is it's intense. So they're funded through the attorney general and they're 100% free to the victim. And a lot of times the families of the survivors, if they're pediatric patients, we do see quite a bit of sexual assault in these patients, um, which is really uncomfortable for people to talk about. But I think it's important to be aware of. Yeah, that, yeah, that's just horrific to think about it. But where can we go as listeners and as parents to access more information about injury prevention? What are the resources? I'm sure there's a .com somewhere that will help or a .org. What, what are they? Um, the biggest one is the Injury Free Coalition website, and they have a lot of great resources. So their website is www.injuryfree.org backslash safety dot CFM. Um, and when you type this website in, their page displays a list of links. And it has everything from vehicle safety to water safety, uh, fire safety, firework safety, and they even have daycare safety, which I thought was really interesting because we see so many in-home daycares anymore. Yeah. You want to give that uh, address one more time? Yes, it's www.injuryfree.org backslash safety dot CFM. Well, let's let's end on a positive note. One last question. Why did you pick uh, 
to be the trauma coordinator? I mean, I know this answer because I know you, but let's the listeners. For me, it all started back in 2010. I was going to nursing school and I started volunteering here. Um, I wanted to work here for as long as I could remember. I've had family that's been treated here and I've always just been so impressed by the way they're treated. But on my way to my first day of orientation, um, I witnessed a pedestrian get hit by a vehicle on the corner of Highway 100 and First Avenue up by Best Buy. Um, I was the first one on the scene, and that's really where my love for trauma began. Being that first person in the moment, it was quite the adrenaline rush, and I'm very much a trauma junkie. Um, But we see the patients on their worst days, and being able to be that positive light or somebody that is able to help them through that really has just, it grew when I was a tech in the ER, and then I came back and was a nurse here. And about two and a half years ago, I applied to the trauma job and I, I've i never been so grateful for an opportunity. I can drive change. I have a passion for it. And I think that those are the type of people that really need to be in those positions. So, Well, you, you do a great job and you, you have such a good relationship with Dr. Noel, Carrie Noel, who's the medical director for trauma. And uh, having been in my chief medical officer position since 2010, um, I can say that uh, the the level of expertise that we have on our trauma committee and our trauma service, uh, if you will, is 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 uh, it, unprecedented. I mean, I really think we're a stellar organization for a lot of reasons, but particularly because of that trauma service. Brandy, thanks so much for joining me today. This is great information. Once again, that was Brandy Hennessy, trauma coordinator for St. Luke's Emergency Emergency Department. For more information, visit injuryfree.org or unitypoint.org. Thank you for listening to Live Well Talk On. If you enjoyed this episode, don't forget to subscribe. And if you want to spread the word, please give us a five-star review and tell your family, friends, neighbors, strangers about our podcast. We're available on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Pandora, or wherever you get your podcast. Until next time, be well.